are the rookie phenoms. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, with my main man, Webb. What up, people? We have so much to get into today. The NBA finals have been insane. The Bucks took a commanding game five. Just an amazing victory. Webb, are you ready for today's show to break all this down? Hell yeah. Let's start from the beginning. The Milwaukee Bucks won game five, 123 to 119. They are now in control of the series, 3-2. The Milwaukee Bucks are one game away from their first NBA title in 50 years. Webb, this is insane to me. At the beginning of the year, I did not think Milwaukee had what it takes to get this far. Do you think they have enough to win either game six or game seven and become NBA champions? I think you're giving yourself a dis- doing yourself a disservice by saying you didn't see Milwaukee going this far they had a little help no one saw them going this far they had a little help let's be honest um you were the king of the asterisk and it's the worst (laughs) every team that wins a title it's an asterisk to you except the lakers all those titles are legit everyone else asterisk no 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 i'm not saying it's an i mean i'm not saying it's an asterisk this at least (laughs) when they're playing the suns that's fair and square i'm just saying like if Kyrie does not go down this whole thing is different so I think it's unfair for anybody to say you know we didn't see the Milwaukee Bucks going to the finals because you wouldn't have seen it and it probably wouldn't have happened but um yeah I think to answer your question Milwaukee has what it takes to win uh game six or game seven I saw this series going seven games but I saw it in Phoenix's favor I still think that's a possible I thought I still think that's a possibility the series isn't over yet uh Milwaukee took one from Phoenix Phoenix can take a home game from Milwaukee. So we still have to see what happens on Tuesday, in Tuesday's game. But um, for the Bucks to be up after being down 2 nothing, I certainly thought Phoenix was going to win game five. Uh, and I thought it was going to go back for game six in Milwaukee. Milwaukee would win. Um, but Milwaukee can win tomorrow. I'm happy for them. So I agree with you. I think they can win. I said before this series started, Phoenix would win in six. They were up 2-0. I felt really good. But even on the show, I said, there is a chance Giannis gets crazy hot and takes over and the, the Bucks could win. I was a coward like I usually am and did not pick the Bucks to win. But over the last two games, doesn't it seem like they're just a better team right now? Phoenix seems like they're missing too many guys. Like They're only playing like six guys, seven guys total. Milwaukee's not playing much better, but like many more guys, but... It seems like all their guys are contributing and Phoenix just isn't showing up. Am I crazy to think that? I think Milwaukee's starting five has just been so much better than Phoenix's starting five. Like Devin Booker, with the exception of game three, uh, has been very good this this series. Dropped at least 40 points for the second game in a row. Chris Paul had a bounce back game, only had one turnover. And DeAndre Ayton has been solid this whole series. But the other, like Jay Crowder... Uh, you know, just not, just not reliable enough. And they don't have a starting five that is uh, reliable enough for, for this series. Like Milwaukee's Giannis, Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez, Middleton has been to me much better. Um, you know, Mikhail Bridges is, is great, but I mean, he's a rising star. So I think another difference is Phoenix lives and dies by the three. I was looking at the past few games. If they don't hit, uh, 
if they don't hit somewhere like the mid double figures and with their threes, they really struggle. They only had 11, nine and nine as a team from distance in the, in the last three games. And they've lost all three of those games. Uh, in game two, Phoenix hit 23s. That's a huge difference. And obviously that's a lot of points right there. And, you know, just huge momentum swing when you're, when you're, you're that unconscious from deep. So let's talk about the biggest play of the game. The sealer. Devin Booker has the ball. Drew Holiday snatches it out of his hand, runs up the court. Giannis runs with him, calls for the alley-oop. The alley-oop is almost past the basket. He reaches back, dunks it, and he's like, uh, he's off the court when he lands, basically, because he was so far. This was an amazing alley-oop. I can't remember one being as dramatic as this. The the alley-oop Aiton had was a more dramatic, but I don't think it was as impressive. The, Giannis now has two of the most memorable plays to me in finals history. The block and that alley-oop. I think I'll remember those for a long time coming out of this series, as long as Milwaukee wins. If they don't win, I'll forget it. But like last year's finals, you're a big Laker guy. AD hit a huge shot, right? To a, a three to win the game. One of those games. Denver. Oh, sorry. In the finals, though, were there any amazing plays that you'd like remember going forward? I don't remember any of the games. Like I remember the game, sorry. There's not one defining play. I was like, that's when this changed. Uh, I'm trying to remember. There was no, I agree with you. There was no alley-oop, no lobs, no athletic plays like that that would resonate at, like Giannis's did for me. Um, you know, I guess last year's finals, people are going to remember Jimmy Butler, you know, just playing his butt off and just leaning over with fatigue. And I remember Markeith Morris blowing game five for the Lakers by making a ridiculously stupid pass to AD. But no, nothing like nothing as dramatic as Giannis's uh, lob or his his, his dunk. Um, but to me, it was the whole sequence was encapsulating everything about the Bucks, like the defense with Drew stealing the ball and passing it to Giannis, who's a freak athletically, and also what happened after, like he, it was a very hard. Uh, pass to catch. He kind of, the momentum carried him. He swung off, uh, got his balance right in front of the stanchion and turned back at the camera and just had this look on his face like, this is my league. Like it was, like he took, like, the, I, like I'm snatching the crown off of whoever you think is the king right now. And like, he's like, I'm taking this over. Like so much confidence, so much poise. And just what you expect with the honest. It was so iconic. The crazy thing is, I think most players, if they do that kind of pose after a big dunk, I don't like it. But with Giannis, I loved it. I think Giannis is the most likable player in the NBA right now. I don't even think it's that close. I don't think anyone dislikes Giannis. Everyone loves his story. Everyone loves him as a player. He has like a 100% approval rating. He is so beloved. I love this guy. He's the best. Yeah, he's great. The media loves him. He has a great relationship with the media. Um, he's very funny. Um, I'm trying to think of another player who's as likable. Mm, I would say Steph Curry, but I think a lot of players actually didn't like Steph Curry. So I I can't think of another li- someone who is as beloved as Giannis. So Steph was as it. beloved his first year. 
after you win a bunch, people start to hate you because you, you're the super team. But I think Steph's first year is a good one when they were the underdogs and they won all those games. Yeah. Kerr's first year. I agree with you then, but not anymore. But Giannis is so much fun. I just root for this guy. I think it's so much fun. An- I think another player who's going to be in that realm, not he hasn't reached Giannis' status, but uh, Zion. I think a lot of people seem to love Zion a lot. I don't think m- many people ha- have issues with him. It's different with Zion. People love the game. They don't know Zion the person really yet. He's not yeah. a big personality. Like Giannis' game is, is it, it's fun, but it's not like Giannis is a, sorry, Zion's a more fun player almost. Because what he can do, he's kind of just got kind of different. He's a bigger guy. It's Giannis's whole story coming from Greece, playing basketball at 13, growing five inches when he got to the NBA. It's the whole thing. He's amazing. I love Giannis. I root for this guy now. I drafted him in fantasy basketball this year and then traded him away. I regret I will take to my deathbed. You traded Giannis? Oh, yeah, right. Yes. But you got uh, Tatum and Bam out of bio. It was a good deal for me. Yeah. <laughs> You went to the finals, so I, I don't think that's a bad trade-off at all. Yeah, finals, whatever. I want to talk <laughs> about something Giannis is doing now that I really appreciate, which shows me he has grown as a basketball player. Uh, he missed, I think, five free throws in the last two minutes of the game. He hit one off the front of the rim. It bounced back. And instead of catching it because he knew they just foul him again, he, like jump balled it back i think middleton picked up picked up the rebound i think the old yance would just grabbed it in a tight situation but this to me shows his growth that he's maturing as a basketball player and nothing seems like it's too big for him i just love his growth how he's been from like three years ago to today i think he's gonna be a worthy champion if he gets it done yeah i love so i'm not like a huge Giannis fan of his game but i do like the person and he is very fun to watch. He's very exciting. It's hard not to root for him. I've always said Giannis is, um, he needs to develop more of a, a an ability to create his own shot. And um, yeah, so, and I still think he needs to do that. But if he wins this, I mean, I'll have to shut my mouth for a bit. Um, I do I do appreciate that, you know, he's he is hitting some of his free throws and the Bucks are winning despite the Phoenix Suns still chanting doing the countdown i don't understand why they're still doing this it's not working he may he may be missing his free throws but the team's still losing um the bucks were up in the and the crowd in phoenix was still chanting the for the 10 second rule for you to release the ball and i just don't understand why they're still doing this it's 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 grown tired and they're also losing in the series now like it's not working stupid at this point i agree with you i don't love the chant at all. It's not clever. It's just kind of stupid. But I did some research today and the Bucks in game five were chanting Bucks in six. And there was an article about that. I remember how it's it started as a joke because the Bucks were playing Miami many years when LeBron was there. And an announcer said, I think it's gonna be Bucks in six. And Miami struck them in four. So it's just a joke in Bucks land that it's always Bucks in six. And I think that's really funny that they kept this up for this long. Good for them. Yeah, good for them. Phoenix, uh, so it's funny. Like, people thought, I think a lot of people thought that this was a foregone conclusion that Phoenix would win the series handedly, not even just win, but, you know, after Phoenix beat uh, the Clippers, they showed a lot of Chris Paul 
And there was this whole like Chris Paul is going to the NBA finals. Chris Paul is going to get an NBA championship. And I, I don't know if Phoenix was just feeling themselves too much. Devin Booker was talking a lot of smack to the Lakers, a lot of smack in game six. When he, when he sort of sealed the series with that dunk, he was talking a lot of smack. Uh, and he was talking smack in the Clippers game as well. I, you know, I'm, I'm a Booker fan, but you have to sort of um, humble yourself when you're in these situations because you never know what's going to happen. This is going to be a huge fail if Phoenix, Phoenix is up 2 nothing. They had home court advantage, and if they blow this series, it's ridiculous, and it, and, and people are going to be coming for Devin Booker. Let's talk about some of the stats really quick from the game. Aiden played almost 46 minutes. 20 and 10, super reliable. Booker, like you said, had 40 in a losing effort. So obviously the 40 doesn't count according to Webb, but he still had 40. Chris Paul had 21, 2 and 11. Only one turnover, which I was surprised by. Shot the ball very well. I'm looking forward to when the series is over, if the Phoenix loses, what injury Chris Paul has. It's going to be a hand, I think, right? I'm sure he has multiple. Yeah, he does have a hand injury, actually. No, but... If they lose, the next day is going to come out, oh, Chris Paul needs four surgeries. That's kind of the Chris Paul route. <laughs> Probably. Mikhail Bridges shot the ball well. Like you were mentioning early, Phoenix needs to shoot a lot of threes to win. Mikhail Bridges, sorry, was three for three. Jay Crowder, two for four. Booker, two for four. Chris Paul, three for three. I don't get why they weren't shooting more. They were successful doing it, and they still chose not to. Those shots were available for them. And they, I just, is Coach Bud out coaching Monty Williams? Is that what's happening right now? Um, I, I don't know. Maybe he's seen something that Phoenix has done and sort of exposed them. Coach Bud is going to be like one of the few coaches who went from being on the hot seat to probably getting an extension. <laughs> one of the few coaches that does that, that, that end up doing that in, in, in sports. He's definitely we not wrote his obituary. We, we wrote his obituary. 100%. When Rick Carlisle got fired, you texted me Milwaukee, and I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. I can't wait for that to happen. Right? Yeah. We were like, this is gonna, this is locked in. They were still playing, and we're like, no, Bud is, Bud is fired. This is done. When Brooklyn was up, I think, through yeah. one. How dumb do we look? <laughs> no, we don't look dumb. We don't look dumb. That Kyrie injury changed. Mike Budenholzer just got a lot of money and job security because Kyrie hurt his ankle. Changed the whole series. They were killing the Bucks the first two games. And if Kyrie stayed in, they could have made up for James Harden being at like 70%. If that, I don't think he was even 70%. He's probably like 55%. And that's a huge, it, it was a huge swing. When Kyrie was gone, huge swing. So we don't look stupid. I don't think so. Relying on Kyrie is never a winning proposition. I don't do it. NASA surely doesn't do it. Like there's, <laughs> it's just not happening. Kyrie is unreliable. But how many years does this buy Coach Bud? Five? You win a title, you get five more years, right? You, you have to, right? Or is well, it three? I, well, I was, I, I was saying even I was saying the only way Buds would get um, fired is if the Bucks got swept, and obviously they're not going to get swept. So even if Milwaukee loses a series in seven games, I still think he gets an extension. You don't get closer than that without winning, I mean. Now, if they lose, he could get not fired, but I don't think he gets an extension. It might be a one-year thing. If they win, he buys himself five years. Rick Carlisle. I think Carlisle, he gets an extension. If they, I think either way. 
he he might get a shorter extension if they don't win, but I think he gets an extension if they lose in seven. Rick Carlisle didn't win a title, didn't win a playoff series since 2011. He got 10 more years after winning a title. Coach Bud might have secured his family generational wealth with 10 more years in the NBA as a head coach because Kyrie Irving's ankles are terrible. That's amazing. I love love the NBA. The man's won coach of the year twice and was on the verge of getting fired again. He deserved to get fired in Atlanta. Atlanta is one of the most disappointing teams in that era ever. They were like the number two seed every year. And they always just choked with Al Horford. I, they were really fun for a while. Though. I missed that team. They were good times. They were good. Okay, so we talked about Phoenix's stats score in Milwaukee for a second. Giannis, 32, 9, and 6. Drew Holiday had his best game of the series. He had 27, 4, and 13. 12 for 20 from the field. 3 of 6 from 3. And that's steal. He had three steals in this game. One of the most memorable steals of my life. Just yanked it. From top 15 player, Devin Booker. That was an amazing steal off a top 15 guy, according to Webb. I, I don't think a top th- 15 guy. I don't know how you can deny that still. I think a top 15 guy knows how to secure the ball. That's just that's just me. I think you learned that in AAU, how to secure the ball. But Come on. This is Devin one Booker of the top, will learn. He'll learn. One of, the, one of the top perimeter defenders in the league. You can't secure the ball all the time from those guys. I mean, you would think in the final two minutes of a finals game, you would learn to secure the ball. That's kind of an important time. Doesn't this wasn't like, this wasn't March 14th. It's an important game. It happens. And, and and you can feel better about it happening against Drew Holiday. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't Cameron Payne that, sorry, not Cameron Payne. It wasn't uh, uh, Jeff Teague that took it from Drew Holiday. From, sorry, Devin Booker. If Jeff Teague took it from Devin Booker, Devin Booker would need to retire immediately. That's his end of his career. It's over. He's never coming back. <laughs> Chris Middleton made me look stupid yet again. He had 29, 7, and 5. Yet again. Yeah, he's been so good, man. It's getting harder for me to hate him, and I don't enjoy this. I have guys that I hate irrationally. He was one of them. And he's been so much fun to watch. I can't hate him anymore. And I kind of wish he sucks a little bit, just so I can enjoy this feeling again. He's so good. Nailing everything. Uh, great player, according to Webb, P.J. Tucker had another three points, just dominating the offensive boards there with one rebound as well. So P.J. Tucker showed up in a, in a very meaningful way, according to Webb. P.J. Tucker's influence has never always been, sorry, has not been captured on the box score. He is very valuable to that team. I would love to have P.J. Tucker on my team. If you have $80, I can make that happen. He's a solid guy. You're discounting what he does for that team. You know what? I... What his best attribute is, is effort. He, he's not an amazing defender because guys still get, still get their buckets off him, but they have to work a lot harder to get him. He's just always, his motor is nonstop, which I appreciate. And wasn't big, drafted, wasn't drafted, had to go to Europe and play for a few years, gets his chance here and has made a career of pure effort, which I do, I do respect him. He's a good player. I'm just messing with Webb. Okay, Pat Connison. A guy that I have made fun of on the show numerous times really showed up yesterday or Saturday. Sorry. He had 14 and six, four of six from three, some really big shots down the stretch. I kind of feel bad for constantly making fun of Pat Connaughton because he's been pretty good this series. He's, he's a better defender than I gave him credit for. I just assumed he was slow. He's pretty good though. He's not terrible. Hey, solid. He showed up. I think he's been a solid role player. 
and um, hit some key threes. I like Connaughton. Who is better, him or Dante DiVincenzo? Yeah. That's kind of how know. I feel, too. That's kind of how I, I feel. I don't know. I agree. Kind of how I feel, too. But the Bucks are really playing basically seven guys. Jeff Teague's getting a little run. Portis. They're, they're not playing their bench. They're just going with proven guys. I think that's what happens in the finals. And Phoenix is playing eight right now. They're giving Tory Craig some minutes, which probably isn't a great idea. Cameron Payne, is there anyone more up and down than this guy? He he was amazing in game six against the Clippers, right? Is that the one? He was he had a good playoff run. He's been good. I mean, how, like, why isn't he doing more in the finals? He's supposed to be the next guy, and he's been very underwhelming so far. Perimeter defense from the Bucks. I mean, he you know, he shoots the three a lot or he tries to uh drive to the hoop and Sometimes he sometimes he gets it. he's a little crafty, but sometimes he doesn't. And I just think the Bucks figured them out. Okay, so the Bucks are one game away from the title. Chris Paul is one game away from having 17 surgeries. What do you think the media is gonna say to defend Chris Paul if the Bucks win this series? What is the first thing they say? Uh they're probably gonna say, well, his age. But they're probably not going to give him much of as many excuses as they had before. Like he had some bad games where he committed a lot of turnovers, and uh, he does have an injury, as he usually does. But he actually does have a a, a hand injury, so I think the age and um, you know his body right now actually having an injury is going to work against him, and uh, the fact that it's Giannis they're going up against. How many guys? Would you take before Giannis right now in the league? Like Kevin uh, Durant, LeBron, yeah. is that it? No, I'd take Kawhi. You know, assuming that he comes back from the injury well. Um, I'd, pro- I'd, 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 I'd probably still take AD. I shouldn't say probably. I would still take AD. Uh, that's probably it. AD, wow. That's interesting. I, I, I respect AD so much because all his playoff success in New Orleans. That makes sense. I'm not even going to respond to that. Nope. Nope, you're not going to bait me. Worth a try. Okay, do you think Giannis would be capable of the games he's had in this series three years ago? I think his basketball intelligence has grown so much. He stopped taking these terrible threes, which is why his team was losing. How much better do you think he is than, say, last year even? Like, is it 15% better? Uh, I don't know. He has a better team this year. Like, Drew Holiday is huge. Huge. Bobby Portis has been instrumental. Um, You know, you're talking about energy, that motor. Like, Bobby Portis has been doing a lot of the diving on the floor. You know, a lot of the scrappy plays has been because of Bobby Portis. Uh, So I think Giannis has a better team. Is he way better than last year i think he's more confident um he's still a poor free throw shooter he's still a poor shooter i'm not sure if he's that much better i'm i don't know but he's he, he the, so the bar for him last year was high even if he isn't that much better he's still very good so he, he probably has improved but i wouldn't say like he's like astronomically better than last year no i think physically he's the same I think he's astronomically smarter than he was last year. He's understanding things better. He may be taking coaching better because he knows how close to the finals he is, like to winning it all. Like during the season, he would take like six threes a game. 
it would drive me crazy how bad these shots were. Teams were allowing him. They were like, come and take 18 footers, take 22 footers. Like we want you to do this wide open. He's taking less of those. He has learned who he is as a basketball player. I think right now he is the best athlete in the NBA. Is that crazy for me to say that? Oh, he probably is the best, best athlete in the NBA. If you put the best athlete with a great basketball mind, multiple titles is possible. That's how good an athlete he is. When the physical matches the mental, the sky's the limit. And I really, I guess he big things coming for Giannis going forward as well. Yeah. I, if, if the Bucks win the title, because they haven't won it yet, uh, and Phoenix could still very well win this series. Um, if the Bucks win, I think Giannis is taking over the NBA. I didn't believe it before that. I thought Giannis was a fantastic regular season player and could dominate on, or as close to domination as possible, at least defensively. I didn't think he was that great offensively. I thought it was a lot of, a lot of athleticism. He covered a lot of ground with his strides, a lot of dunks, a lot of points, high field goal percentage. But um, you know, he's been he's been doing very well. You can't really stop him. Going forward next season, would you rather have Aiton, Booker, and Chris Paul, or Giannis, Drew Holiday, and Middleton? Which big three is better? Good question. Um, Chris Paul's age really hurts. Hmm. I'll probably everyone's vote. fully healthy. They're both fully healthy. No injuries. That's a good question. Uh, let me think. Drew Holiday or Chris Paul? I'd probably, I'd probably still go. Ooh, Chris Paul, Middleton or Booker? I'd definitely go Booker. Giannis or Aiton and go Giannis. Huh. So I'd probably, I'd, I'd, I'd probably go with Phoenix, probably. But it's not very wide of a gap. I think I would take Milwaukee because Giannis has the highest upside. Chris Paul versus Drew Holiday. I think it's pretty close. I, I would take Chris Paul for sure, but Drew Holiday is an excellent defender. His highest can be like a, a B minus Chris Paul. Maybe even like it can be Chris Paul today. I think the big the big gap is Booker to Middleton. Booker Middleton's just not capable of reaching the heights Booker's capable of reaching, but I think Giannis just dwarfs Aiton. And I think Aiton's really good. I think that gap makes me take the Milwaukee Bucks, those big three. Yeah, I think I, I think I still stick with Phoenix. I think Chris Paul is like one of the smartest shooters I've ever seen in my life. And he, you know, statistically, he was the best mid-range shooter this season, but you can see it in his game. Like he takes very smart shots. Like he thinks before he actually takes a shot. I think Chris Paul could drop 30 points at any moment, but he doesn't um, because he's a floor general. But he's just he's just so smart, so crafty, and he's just a, such a smart shooter. Webb always giving credit to former Laker Chris Paul. Wow. Shocking. Not taking the bait. What bait is that? What are you talking about? He should have been a Laker. He should have been a Laker. Why should Chris Paul have been a Laker? What happened there? Not taking that bait. <laughs> I thought I was going to get you. I thought I was going to infuriate you there, and it did not work. I got to do better next time. Okay, I'll work on that. Earlier, I before the series started, Webb and I discussed who this series meant more for, Chris Paul or Giannis. Webb said uh, Giannis. I took Chris Paul. My reasoning for Chris Paul was he is old. He is less likely to get back 
He's already 36, 37. Giannis is 26. He has more time. Chris Paul retiring without a title. I think it really damages his legacy. And just time's running out. Webb, has your opinion changed that this title means more for Giannis than Chris Paul? Nope, not at all. Not even, not even a little bit. In fact, the meter has gone even more in the direction of Giannis for me. I had a conversation with uh, one of my friends and he was also, uh, initially he was, <laughs> initially he was saying, <laughs> honestly, you're gonna, you're every time say he says ridiculous. that, I have to tell the listeners, Webb is lying. He has no friends. I don't know why you do this all the time. Oh, I was talking to my friend and I can even see the quote. He makes quote fingers with his hands every time he says friend because they don't exist. So let's stop lying to listeners, Webb. Please, come on. You had a thought. Just say, say what you're thinking. Come on. Listeners, you just heard Coop say quote fingers. Um, <laughs> yep, that happened. Uh, so, yeah, I was, <laughs> I was talking to one of my friends, and he initially, he said, yes, Chris Paul um, needed it more. Anyway, long story short, at the end of the conversation, I disagreed. I still disagree. Uh, I think Giannis needs it more. At the end of the conversation, I realized something. I was saying, okay, maybe Coop and I were looking at need in two different ways. I still maintain that it's Giannis. There's more urgency, I think, for Chris Paul to win. I agree with that because Chris Paul's career is almost over compared to Giannis, who, barring an injury, has another good amount of years ahead of him. But I think if either of them were to not have a championship at the end of their career, I think it would look worse for Giannis than it would for Chris Paul. That's why I want to qualify by saying that. So urgency, if you mean need as in urgency or urgency as in need, um, it's more urgent for Chris Paul to get it right now because his career is going to finish than it is for Giannis. But I think in terms of legacy, who would look worse without a title? I think Giannis would look worse. I think Chris Paul already can be argued. I think a lot of, I think quite a few people would have Chris Paul as, you know, their fifth best point guard of all time. If not, then the sixth best point guard of all time. Giannis's rank among NBA greats is up in the air. He has, he's one of the most athletic people we've ever seen in our lives. Um, for him not to reach the potential to put it all together, he's won two MVPs. He's won defensive player of the year. He's supposed to t- be taking this league by storm. Um, for him not to get an NBA championship with all of that put together, this team was built around him. Milwaukee built this team around him. They gave him the Supermax because, well, he hit all the accolades to get a Supermax, but also because they believe in him. And, you know, teams lined up to try and get Giannis in the off chance that he wasn't going to resign with Milwaukee. Toronto was reportedly making moves or at least contemplating him coming. Dallas was going to make a pitch. Golden State was ready for him to come. He stayed with Milwaukee. He's one of a, you know, he's the last of a dying breed, still with the same franchise that drafted him eight years later. We haven't heard about trade requests, trade rumors. Uh, Milwaukee hasn't won in 47 years. It's a lot of people who haven't seen a superstar in Milwaukee since, uh, since the great Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Giannis came from nothing, man. Like, like Coop said, like there's just so much left. And I was reading, I was on Reddit today and I was looking at it. I was looking at some of the comments in the NBA subreddit and like this one Redditor 
said, uh, you know, it's huge for small market teams because now small market teams can't say anymore that, you know, we're not winning a championship because we're small market. If, if Milwaukee wins, that narrative is gone because they kept Giannis, they signed into the Supermax, they went into the luxury tax, they got Drew Holiday, they built a, a viable contender. And um, this is huge. Giannis came from nothing. Like Chris Paul is, to me, bouncing around from team to team, him going on Phoenix. I don't think anyone expected Phoenix to go this far. So if Phoenix does not win, it's not like the expectations were that Phoenix was going to win a title with Chris Paul there. And now they're falling short of that. They got, they went on a lucky run. They went on a lucky run. Like a Milwaukee was supposed to be in this position years ago. They should have been there in 2019, but Kawhi was just unstoppable. They went up two nothing against the Raptors in the Eastern conference finals and then wet the bed and lost four in a row. So the expectations have been high for Milwaukee for the past few years. And, uh, and Giannis is supposed to be that guy taking over. So I think Chris Paul can walk away with no title. It'd be disappointing. And like, it's more urgent for him to win. But I think in terms of like a stain on the legacy, Chris Paul can still be in the class with, you know, Steve Nash and John Stockton and Iverson and all those other greats, Reggie Miller, Patrick Ewing, who didn't win. But Chris Paul bounced around to a lot of teams. Like the legacy for him with one team just isn't there. Like, I don't know if he's a Clipper. I don't know if he's a Hornet. What is he, a Rocket? Giannis is the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis is international. Giannis comes from humble beginnings. Giannis doesn't have the AAU background and the, the, the D1 scouting and the D1 experience. Like there's so much more riding for Giannis. Like this could be huge for the NBA if Giannis wins this. So I like that you basically agree with me that it is more urgent and it's more staying if Chris Paul does not win this year because Giannis no, can come back. Well, you did. You said I didn't, Chris Paul I didn't, has more urgency to win this year. But I didn't say that Gian, I didn't say it would be more of a stand on Chris Paul. I said the opposite. I said it'd be more of a stand on Giannis's career. But the urgency is there for yeah, Chris Giannis, Paul as an individual because he's closer to retirement. But I think the legacy, like there'd be a, a bigger void for Giannis than Chris Paul. I think the stand would be bigger for Giannis. But Giannis could likely get back to this point. It's we not crazy. I mean, it's more likely that Giannis will see another finals than Chris Paul will see another finals. That's more likely to happen. Yeah, but we, he could lose again. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think the urgency, you're right. If you're talking about urgency as the need, it's more urgent for Chris Paul to do it. But like leaving the game, if this is Giannis's only finals or if he doesn't win an NBA finals, he goes back to another one and doesn't win. It looks a lot worse, I think, for Giannis than Chris Paul. I, I, I disagree. I think people will say Giannis didn't have the basketball background that Chris Paul does. He started playing basketball at 13. What can we expect from that? He didn't have all this development time that he would have needed to compete with the greats. He still won two MVPs. He still made a finals. I think his career will still be looked at better because of where he started than Chris Paul. I think it hurts Chris Paul's legacy way more than Giannis. But I can see it from your way too. I mean, your way is wrong, but I can see what you're saying for sure but it's wrong. You're a crazy person, man. You're crazy. So I think with Giannis, because of the heights that he's reached and because I think he can take over this league, he has dominated way more than Chris Paul has as good as Chris Paul has been. And Chris Paul has been the best point guard in the league 
throughout his career. He's never dominated the league. He can't. He's six foot point guard. He can't dominate it. Um, he's. I think he came in second in MVP voting recently. Sorry, he came in third, I believe, this year. And he came in second on another occasion in MVP voting. But he's never won MVP. Um, so I don't think that expectation for Chris Paul to get a championship has been there as high as uh, Giannis. Like, this is a whole city. This is Milwaukee counting on Giannis to bring them an NBA, an NBA championship. There's just so much riding on Giannis. Regardless of where he came from in terms of his basketball development, he's reached a height where that isn't really an excuse anymore. It's kind of like, it's a great story to see like where he's come from in terms of his basketball development. But now that he's reached a stage of the elite, it's kind of like, well, what are you going to do now? Because Chris Paul has been there. Chris Paul's had great supporting cast. But um, I never was like going into the season. I was never like, well, if Chris Paul doesn't win NBA championship, like he's he's a failure. He's a disappointment. He's had some good rosters with Houston and 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 the Clippers. But I was always like, if Giannis can't get to the finals, if he can't win an NBA final, like there's he's just not a superstar. Like he's just not a guy that you should build around. And he's showing that potentially he is a guy that should have gotten the money and should be someone you build around. They built this whole team again, you know, around Giannis. Chris Paul was the supporting cast for Devin Booker coming into Phoenix. That's kind of how I look at it. Like the franchise player is Giannis. It's a whole city. 50 years they want, they've been wanting an NBA championship, almost, almost 50. I always forget that Webb is so short, so he always defends short players. Chris Paul, Trey Young. It just clicked to me now that Webb being five foot six is why he likes these guys. And I should have seen it earlier. I apologize, Webb. You have a Napoleon complex. It's fine. I get it now what you're doing, what you're doing. It's cool. Thank you for that. No problem. So, Webb, let's get out of here on this. I always say a series does not begin until a home team loses. Phoenix has now lost at home. They're down 3-2. The next game is in Milwaukee. What is your prediction for game six? Does Phoenix even it up, or does Milwaukee lock it down? So this prediction that I'm making here is not necessarily what I want to happen, but I see Phoenix winning tomorrow. I just don't see Phoenix losing four in a row. I think they got a little full of themselves. They were feeling themselves and lost three in a row. I think it heads back to Phoenix for game, for game seven. I think they're going to steal one on the road for game six. What do, you see? what do you see? I think Milwaukee gets this done. I think they know how close they are. They know how hard it will be to win game seven in Phoenix. I just think Giannis is capable of reaching a high, the highest level athletically, and he will not allow himself to not win this game in Milwaukee. They're going to win it at home in front of the fans that haven't been there in 47 years. And then after Giannis gets his title, he'll be asked to trade it to the Lakers like Kareem did. Now the pressure is also on Giannis as well. Like this is going to be a huge game tomorrow. I'm sure Kareem's going to be back. I'm sure Oscar Robertson's going to be back. It's going to be huge. It is going to be huge. Um, LeBron was at, was there for game five. Let's see if he shows up to support Chris Paul, <laughs> Chris Paul on the ropes. Let's see if he does it. I, I hope, 
I'm, I'm going to be honest. I kind of want to see Milwaukee close this out, but I think Phoenix will. I think I think Booker's going to drop probably 45. I think Chris Paul is probably going to drop around 30. They're going to be shooting a lot of threes. It's it's going to be a crazy game either way. I cannot wait for this. It's going to be so much fun. I just think Giannis is going to get like 46, and Drew and Middleton are going to both have 30. They're going to have a great game. Hope so. The Stars will take over. I think if it goes back to Phoenix, Phoenix wins the series. So your prediction of Phoenix in seven looks really good. I just, if you're this close, how many times does a team lose game six and then win game seven? I assume it doesn't happen very often. I think if you lose six, you're probably going to lose seven as well. Because you've lost just all the momentum you had built up. I'd have to think. Uh, Lakers did it in 2010 against Boston. Trying to think. Uh, I'm I'm sure teams have done it. Have to think back through. I'm I'm sure they've done it throughout the other rounds. I'm trying to think of the finals. I'm sure it's happened. I just don't think it's very easy to do. I think it's, I think it's more likely if you lose six, you're going to lose seven. That's what I think is more likely to happen. Lakers did it against uh, the Kings as well. A lot of Lakers. That that series does not count. Oh, come on. Come on. How much was that referee paid? Like what? Was it a million? Stop it. You know how hard it is to go into Arco? Game seven, cowbells ringing. It's one of the greatest playoff games I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, when the refs paid off, I'm sure it's a lot easier. Yeah, whatever. Exactly. Whatever you oh, say. That, but that's not an asterisk, right? But Kevin Durant getting hurt is an asterisk. Because the refs stole the series from Sacramento. That's why. You can't prove that. You can at least He see admitted Ke- it. He admitted it. Who? The ref that got in trouble. He got suspended. Um, Donnie? Donnie get, yeah, he got, he got expelled forever. He got... He was yeah, betting yeah. on games. Yeah, yeah, but he was he in was he in that game? I'm pretty sure he was involved in that game. I have to check back. I don't know if Donnie he was in that game. Convenient. You don't know about that one, huh? You remember coming back six and seven, but you don't remember the referee who allegedly stole the game for you. That's fine. That's interesting. Just Convenient. get ready, man. Can't wait to see your Colts come fall. I can't wait. Okay, everybody, please go follow us on Twitter at Rookie Phenoms. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. We are huge on verbal. They keep telling me this. I still have not been to that webpage, but I will check it out one day. You have my word, verbal. I'm glad you said that on the air. I'm an honest guy. Everyone, please go check out undraftedsports.com. We are part of that podcast network. It is growing in just an exponential fashion. It's amazing. A lot of great pods going on there. Check those out as well. Everybody. Thank you for listening. Have a great night. We out.